around the world they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to send me an email, please send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow me on social media, you can do that at mbills314. I want to thank all of my listeners. I want to thank everyone for your continuous support. I want to shout out one of my listeners, Brooklyn in Houston, Texas. She reached out to me and uh, told me how she came across the podcast on Pandora and um, how the podcast has been blessing her and she's been learning and growing. Thank you, Brooklyn, for your support. I read your comment. I read your message and I'll be working on that episode for you. And another thing before we get into today's lesson, the reason why I need you all's feedback is because that was an episode I recorded two years ago when I did the prayer one-on-one series, I believe. And in particular, it was the tongues episode when I was dealing with uh, praying in the spirit, speaking in other tongues that particular episode is so distorted and i listen to it and I, it's stuff repeating itself and it just sounds horrible so y'all gotta let me know i mean i know you know people tell me what the content's so good i didn't care about the distortion well listen y'all gotta let me know if the music too loud let me know if i'm you know however it sounds y'all gotta you know help a brother out because <laughs> that was two years ago and i just know i don't know how i missed it i don't know if it was something during the editing process something i missed over if i was moving too fast but i don't know how how the episode was repeating itself was playing the song over and over and y'all ain't saying nothing but i was getting the clicks i'm all oh, people really being blessed by the episode i don't it's shoot that lets me know the spirit of god must be all in the word because y'all don't be saying nothing about the quality but yeah man I mean, you know also you know me being a, a podcaster and the editor you know kind of going hard on yourself when you're listening to things back and like oh man i could have i could have switched that up a little bit so but no nah, i appreciate all the love and the support and uh, i just want to shout out all of my pandora listeners i've been looking at the analytics man and i'm seeing that a lot of listeners from pandora has been checking out the podcast so i want to thank each and every one of you all who have been streaming it on pandora i appreciate you share this with your family and friends all right now let's get into today's lesson let's go to matthew chapter 9 verse 27 i will be reading out the english standard version translation you may be reading out of a different translation but it's all good because we're still going to end up in the same place uh matthew chapter 9 verse 27 it says and as jesus passed on from there two blind men followed him crying aloud have mercy on us son of david when he entered the house the blind men came to him and jesus said to them do you believe that i am able to do this now right away that question just like every time i read that it's it's like i can feel the anointing lift off the pages man the blind men come to jesus right jesus poses a question to them and he simply said do you believe that i am able to do this what able to do what able to heal them from blindness they said to him yes lord then he touched their eyes saying according to your faith be it done unto you and their eyes were opened and jesus sternly warned them see that no one knows about it 
but they went away and spread his fame through all that district. So he says, according to your faith, be it done unto you. Now we knew that they believed and they had faith because they came to Jesus crying aloud and, and they said, have mercy on us. Faith, as we've stated, is acting on what you believe. They were acting on what they believed. They believed that Jesus can heal them from blindness because if they didn't, they would not have pursued him. They would not have went after him. But the fact that they said, Lord, have mercy on us. And then he says, well, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Yeah, I believe. Will be it done unto you according to your faith. As we stated in the last podcast when we dealt with the believer's authority faith and belief it's like it's like a two-headed coin you need belief and you need faith you can't have faith without belief and you can't have belief without faith they both work hand in hand and this particular story proves that they believed and then they acted and jesus said according to your faith be it done unto you and notice Jesus says, see, no man knows about this. It's in, that, that was interesting to me. It wasn't like Jesus did it. Like, all right, now tell all your cousins about me. I'm out here healing everybody. No, nah, he said, no, nah, don't see that no man knows about this. Jesus was demonstrating humility. But when the Lord does something for you, you can't hold it to yourself. You got to tell everybody about it. And that's what they did. Let's keep reading. Verse 32, as they were going away, talking about the guys who Jesus healed of blindness. As they were going away, behold, a demon oppressed man who was mute was brought to him. And when the demon had been cast out, the mute man spoke and the crowds marveled saying, never was anything like this seen in Israel. Now, it's interesting to me that it says that this man was demon possessed or oppressed. Then it says that once he cast the demon out of him, he was able to speak. Now, what's interesting about this is that the blind men that he healed prior to healing the mute man, the blind men were able to use their voice to cry out to Jesus, but they couldn't see him. The mute man could see him, but he couldn't speak. So. The mute man, I believe, the description doesn't say this, I believe the mute man probably wanted deliverance, but demons had his mouth shut. So it took some people to bring the man to Jesus so that Jesus can deliver him from demonic oppression. Now, how did they know he was demonically oppressed? The scripture doesn't really tell us. It doesn't say he was born mute. It doesn't, um, it doesn't really give us any history of this particular gentleman. I just find it interesting how the blind men couldn't see, but they could use their voice. And the mute man couldn't speak, but he could see him. Now, the Holy Spirit has this written in the scriptures for a reason. It's trying to teach us a lesson. And if we take our time and read carefully these lessons and these stories when Jesus walked the earth and as he was healing the sick and raising the dead, we have to be very, very careful and read through this stuff carefully. Like, don't just breeze through it. You know, we're not in a race right now. You know, we're not in a reading race. We're not trying to see who can get, you know, whatever. Like, take your time and gain understanding 
and always ask God, say, Lord, what is it that you're, you want me to get out of this? Like, there is a voice beyond the text. Meaning that the text that you're reading, there is always revelation beyond it. And this man, his muteness could have been brought on by demonic oppression. And it seems like that possibly was the case because it says once Jesus cast the demons out, the man opened up his mouth and spoke. Now, this does not mean that any mute person today, someone who has who doesn't have the ability to speak, doesn't mean that they're demonically possessed. That's not what that means. You understand what I'm saying? So anytime you see a, uh, somebody who can't speak or someone's deaf, don't be tomorrow. I got to cast that demon out. No, just relax. <laughs> You're going too far. But this particular gentleman, his muteness seemed to be brought on by demonic oppression. Wow. Demons wanted to shut his mouth. Let's keep going. Some more good stuff in here. Let's go on down to um, verse 34. Look at the Pharisees hating. <laughs> they said, but the Pharisees said he cast out demons by the prince of demons. So the Pharisees were just a religious group and they thought that Jesus was a false prophet. And they basically said that he's performing these things by Satan himself. So they thought that he's being used by Satan to deliver people. But that doesn't make sense. Satan is not going to give you an ability to disrupt his kingdom. That doesn't make sense. But that's how the mind works. They they couldn't figure out how could he be doing this. So they just made up some. Verse 35. It says, and Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. Watch this. In healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Now it says that Jesus healed every disease and every affliction. So if you had a disease in that village, he healed you. If you had an affliction, agony, pain, suffering, he healed them of that. It didn't say he picked and chose who to heal. And at this point, Jesus had been on the roll. <laughs> from the blind healing the blind man then from that and this is all in the same day this is not saying this was you know the following wednesday it doesn't say that this is all in the same day he's going from one event to the next so again he heals the blind man then he healed the mute man who was demon possessed then he cast the demon out of him and he was able to speak now it says that jesus went into these villages teaching and it says that he was teaching the gospel of the kingdom right so according to the book of romans chapter 10 it says that faith comes by hearing so if he was teaching the gospel of the kingdom then that means as they were hearing it faith was coming so after he finished teaching it says he healed every affliction and every disease then it says when he saw the crowds had he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless so not only were they hearing faith, 
but he also had compassion on them. Why? Because they all, they were harassed and helpless. And it says, like sheep without a shepherd. Wow. Every affliction, every disease, he did it of everyone in that village after he was teaching. See, the kingdom of God and the word of God is always demonstrated. So where the word of God is being preached, there is also the power of God present to deliver. Always. So after the word is preached, signs, wonders, and miracles can and should follow the word being preached. We see that by what we are reading now. And he kicked it off with the blind man when he says, according to your faith, be it done unto you. He saw their faith. Now the blind man couldn't talk. Now the mute man couldn't talk. So someone had to bring him. He needed assistance. He was in need of deliverance. And now these people in the synagogue were waiting on him and he came teaching them. And then afterwards he healed them, affliction and diseases. Let's go to Matthew chapter 13. I think this is interesting, what we're about to read. Look at verse 50. It says, and when Jesus had finished these parables, he went away from there and coming to his hometown, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom in these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? Are not all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his own household. And he did not do mighty works there because of their unbelief. So prior to reading this, we read where he went to a village and he taught in their synagogue, synagogue and he healed everyone of affliction and disease. Now he comes back to his hometown where everybody knows him, but people sometimes can become too familiar with you. And these people in his hometown were too familiar with him. They start bringing up his mama. Oh, I know his mama. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's Mary's boy. I know his sisters, I know his brothers, I know all of them, yeah, yeah. where he get all this wisdom from? You know, it's like equivalent to, I don't know where you're from in the world, but I'm from St. Louis. And in St. Louis, the main question is, you know, where did you go to high school? Now, some people ask you that because they're trying to put you in a category. Not saying every person that asks that wants to know that. Some people are just curious, hey, where'd you go to high school at? But some people ask that question because if you say you went to a certain high school, they try to put you in a category. You know what I'm saying? And with Jesus, I could see them looking at Mary, looking at his brothers and sisters. Well, I know his mama. I know. So where'd you? Where'd you get this wisdom from? How did you, how did you, how are you able to perform all these mighty works? And then it says, then Jesus said, a prophet is not even honored in his own hometown. You become too familiar, too familiar. And it says he couldn't do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. What's good, beautiful family? It's your boy, Dietrich Haddon, hanging out right here on Macchiato's Music and Scriptures, y'all. Keep it locked. Say, Say, I think it's time to do it again.
with the left hook, oh, and I'ma get by the Mac, and you can't find nobody that's real, cause I got faith, like a gorilla, oh, my faith is super strong, stronger than crazy glue, and you keep amazing me, that's why I keep praising you, and I just be getting stronger, and life be getting harder, the MJ of gospel, I moonwalk on the water, ooh, I'm So this shows that unbelief does play a major factor. I don't want us to think that God is just going to just perform miracles and do all these things in our lives just just because he's God. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, well, he's God and I know he's able, so he's going to do it. And that's why I think people come up with that. um, Well, if God if God doesn't do it, then I mean, he just didn't want me to have it or whatever. Sometimes it's not the case. Sometimes the situation is just we're just an unbelief. You know what I'm saying? The Bible already states that without faith, it is impossible to please him. We just read where the blind man said, he said, well, according to your faith, be it done unto you. The, then when he went to his hometown, there sprouted all his unbelief, all these excuses, da 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 Then he says he couldn't perform no mighty works there. Well, the Bible says that God isn't a respecter of persons, meaning that what he does for one, what he done for one man, he'll do for the next. So he didn't have any favoritism with the other village. The other village just believed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just believed. But in this hometown, they were too familiar. They couldn't receive. It said it took it. It said they took offense at him. They got offended, and it says he couldn't do no mighty works there. I don't know about you, but I want the Lord to do mighty works in my life, and I don't ever want to be caught in a state of unbelief. And unbelief is not because you can have faith in your heart and doubt in your mind. Meaning that faith comes out of the heart. Faith doesn't come out of your mind because the Satan will try to attack your mind. So you can really believe something down in your heart, right? And then doubt will come in your mind. That doesn't take away the fact that you have faith for what you believe in God for. It's just that Satan is throwing darts in your mind. 
Now, if that doubt transfers to your heart and you know when it gets in your heart, when it gets in your heart, that means that you you don't believe. For whatever reason, you have you have convinced yourself or Satan has convinced you that this will not happen for me or whatever have you. So that's just that's just amazing to me. Cause think about it, he in his hometown. They know him. I know he probably know a lot of those people. He probably know the person at the gas station. He know the person that work at Aldi. He know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He know, he know the cashier here. He know everybody. He know mom, Mama Mabley over there. He know, he know everybody. Surely, if he was going to perform mighty works, he would perform mighty works for the people that he's most familiar with. But it said they took offense at him. And he just wasn't moved. And this is because of the unbelief. I keep referring to this because this still takes place today. Some of us desire so much from the Lord, so much, you know, we want him to do in our lives. But some of us simply don't believe. Some of us are just literally simply going off the fact that because you're God, I want you to do this. But you really don't have any faith in him. You really don't believe what he said. You're just going off of his title. You're the Lord. You're the creator of all. So make it happen. Then when something doesn't take place, you take offense at him just like they did. Although things he was doing, he was performing everything he said he was going to do. They just was too familiar with him. I don't want us ever to become too familiar with the Lord. That maybe you've been walking with the Lord for some time and it's like, you know, I've been walking with the Lord for about five or ten years now and, you know, God has done some amazing things in my life. God has done some amazing things in my life. And, you know, I've gotten kind of comfortable. You know, I'm, I'm cool. I really don't need much. I'm good. No, 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 no. We always need him. So you just think of material. But you need God to navigate through the day. He's the reason that you draw breath every morning. Without him, you wouldn't have the ability to walk. <laughs> I saw a meme today that says, you know, when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is check Instagram. And you don't even know if you can walk yet. <laughs> and that's the truth. Everything that we have, we live, move, and have our being is because of him. So you need him every single day, every second, every minute, every hour. Don't ever become too familiar. That's dangerous. And that's how unbelief sets in. Ah, oh, well, you know, I prayed about that and it didn't happen. So now nah, I'm cool. Come on, you want to come to the Bible? Say, nah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm going to stay home and watch This Is Us today. <laughs> and shout out to This Is Us. No, this is no, you know. Don't take offense if this is us. My wife loves that show. But, you know, you just don't want to take offense in him and get into unbelief. The Lord wants us to have faith and trust in him. He wants us to trust him. That's it. Trust me. That's all he wants. Never become too familiar with the Lord. Let's continue to always seek after him and go after him like we're doing it for the first time. Like we're falling in love with him over and over again like we did when we first committed our lives to him. I don't want to ever become too familiar. Yes, I know him, but I don't want to ever become too familiar to where I'm taking offense at him. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share this with your family and your friends. Remember, you can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember also, you can follow me on you can follow me on social media at mbills314. Remember these words from the book of Romans chapter 3, verse 4, latter verse, let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.